And welcome back. My name's Robert Fleming. I'm one of the partners at the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. One of the other partners is a much younger woman named Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. And uh, she's sitting here with me. We're going to talk today. Hey, you're Robert. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Elder Law Issues, our weekly podcast. Elizabeth, we have an inquiry from a listener, and, and I want to talk about it. I, I, I need to say up front and periodically as we go along that, A, he hasn't given us enough information to give really precise legal advice, and B, we wouldn't do it this way anyway. If, if we had uh, a, a client for whom we were giving specific legal advice, we would want them to, to engage us individually and, and hear from us um, one-on-one. That said, Steve writes, I have three Arizona rental properties owned by individual LLCs for asset protection purposes. Should I put these in a trust for my two daughters to inherit 50-50? Ooh, good question. There's a bunch of stuff in there. I figured we could unpack this for several minutes to to kind of talk about some of the different questions. Uh, One is, I don't think this is exactly what Steve is asking, but um, let's, let's deal with it anyway, just in case, and to illustrate some of the difference. Um, is it appropriate if you have two LLCs that own uh, rental properties or multiple LLCs that own rental properties to dissolve them and put the property into a, your living trust instead? Well, it depends, Robert. So one of the questions that I have is, are the properties currently occupied? Are they being sold or are if they're occupied are they paying rents a lot of people use llc's here in arizona and as a side note today we are talking about arizona law so that's important for listeners to be aware of people use llc's to help protect their assets because what happens is if an llc does own a particular asset and there may be liability or litigation related to the asset the llc acts as a barrier between the asset and then the people who own that asset might be a trust, might be individual people. And so my answer, general answer to questions when it comes to rental property is, yes, it's great to put rental property in an LLC. Do you need to segregate LLCs so you have a separate LLC for each particular rental property? I think that depends, Robert. If we're talking about a small rental that might be a one or two bedroom and you have one or two of those kinds of residences, I don't know if you need to have separate LLC for each rental. If we're talking about big apartment complexes or more complex rental arrangements, you might consider it. What many people have to think about when they have multiple LLCs and they have a trust is whether or not they want to create an LLC that is purely for management, meaning that the LLC that owns real estate A and the LLC that owns real estate B both pay into the management LLC that then goes ahead to pay other expenses. So then all of a sudden you have these these smaller LLCs, a management LLC, and a trust. So pretty quickly things can get complicated. And when I talk to people about doing business planning and having their estate plan related to the business plan, which is a good idea, we often recommend that somebody hire a business law attorney. We give recommendations and can talk to people about LLCs and their trust plan, but Robert, I don't generally draft operating agreements. Conversations with people about business entity selection is something that we try and help connect people with a business law attorney to work in conjunction with us about. You know, I realize as I'm listening to you explain that, Elizabeth, that we have fallen into the trap that lawyers do all the time. 
Here we are rattling off information about LLCs and we forgot to define terms. So for people who don't live and, and work in this area, LLC stands for Limited Liability Company. And as Elizabeth said, the main purpose of an LLC in Arizona and in most states that have adopted LLCs, which is most, maybe all of the states by this point, uh, the, the LLC is a way to own assets, particularly if the assets are involved in risky business, without subjecting your other assets to the possibility of recovery. What does that mean in English? That means if you own an apartment complex and there's ice on the front step and somebody slips and falls, uh, not a big issue typically in Tucson, Arizona, but, uh, but you know, you can, you can make it uh, uh, javelinas or some other um, uh, issue that's more germane to Tucson, Arizona. Something happens and they sue. The idea of an LLC is to keep the liability limited to just that asset. Um, and that's the primary reason that apartment uh, owners, apartment building owners, particularly like LLCs. Of course, um, a critic might say, wouldn't it be better to just have adequate insurance? Um, well, yes, you, you want to have both. You want to have both the protection, uh, the, the uh, legal protection, and also insurance so that nobody ever tries to challenge your LLC construction or the way you actually managed it. But, uh, but if you're anxious about this kind of liability, you might have set up LLCs. And the way that they can become complicated, Robert, is that people will get in the routine of establishing multiple LLCs and then sometimes having having no real plan for how um, bills are paid. They may pay bills directly out of their trust for costs related to the LLC. There's all different ways that once we start to look to people who, who really have multiple LLCs, how they're structuring them. And that's one of the reasons that I raised the idea and the question about having a management LLC. Once we start to work with people who have multiple separate LLCs containing single pieces of real estate, it's really important to think, well, what is this overall structure? And I work with people, and Robert, so do you, that their hope is that the heirs will continue on with these pieces of rental property, that the heirs will continue to benefit from the income that's generated from these properties. And what I can tell you in those cases, Robert, is sometimes the family, after a death, they'll decide that they don't want to continue with that kind of a relationship and have the ongoing rental responsibilities. But the more that somebody can do to think through the structure that they set up up front, I think the better it is for everybody concerned down the road. So I think we've implied, but we haven't explicitly said, that the ordinary kind of structure for somebody who has multiple LLCs is that the, the trust, their living trust, owns the LLCs. However, in LLC world, we use different language. We don't talk about owners. We don't talk about shareholders. We talk about members. So the member, maybe the only member of the LLC, might be your living trust. Um, now, that assumes that you're the, uh, in, a, in a broader sense, you're the sole owner of the underlying property. And if, in fact, there are multiple investors in the, uh, in the, the apartment complex or whatever it is, then uh, you might not be the only member. And when you transfer your membership interest to your trust, it might be that the trust holds a 50% membership interest or a 33% membership interest or some other proportional share. 
Um, and that's pretty typically the arrangement. By the way, if you really want to protect your assets from potential liability, having multiple owner LLCs where the, where the interests are not identical actually helps with that, just as your management LLC, overarching management LLC does, Elizabeth, because it shows that each entity is a separate entity with its own separate collection of owners. So you own 20% of this apartment complex and 40% of that one and 50% of the third one. Um, of course, maybe you don't want to have partners, and so maybe that isn't appealing. There are lots of considerations here. And I think that's one of the reasons, Robert, why bringing a business law attorney into the right. conversation is important. And we do meet with people who say, well, we, we love working with your practice. Can't you do an operating agreement for us? The answer is yes. <laughs> but what I would really prefer is to have a conversation with you, your CPA, and a business law attorney who can help us do some issue spotting and, and structuring of the plan. I will say that the Arizona Corporation Commission really has done a beautiful job of putting many of these forms online for people so that they're PDFs that are fillable and somebody can just complete them at home and mail them in or uh, actually submit them electronically. So it is pretty darn easy these days to create an LLC. What I do find though is that many people will die with at least one LLC and either it won't own any property or it will own property and the person, not their trust, will end up being the member or the owner of the LLC. And that often requires a probate to then gain control of the LLC and transfer it, the membership to the trust. So it can get pretty complicated pretty quickly. It's worth saying that the typical revocable living trust that you would establish just to avoid probate, which is the kind of garden variety, most common trust that we prepare and the one we most commonly see, that won't add any additional layer of protection. And so um, if you're doing the LLCs for protection, you're doing the trust for probate avoidance, there's no additional reason to do a, a trust for, for, uh, for protection. And then whether you transfer the LLC interest into the trust name is just exactly the same question as all of the other transfers into the trust name. Do you transfer your home into the trust name? Yeah, usually you do. Do you transfer your bank accounts? Yeah, usually you do. Usually you'd want to get all of your assets, including the LLC interest, into the trust as a probate avoidance technique. But here's the last element of Steve's question that I want to talk about. I don't think he really meant to ask this question, but it's one that I find people don't give enough thought to. He says, I have two children. I want them to get everything 50-50. Can I just put it in the trust and then they can get it? And the answer, of course, is yes. But how are they going to get it? Are you trying to make your two daughters be partners in business for the rest of their lives? Because I can tell you, I've met them and they don't want to be partners with each other. No matter how much they tell you, sure, dad, whatever you want to do, uh, they don't want to be in business together. So think about that. They are One of them may not want to own real estate at all. The other one might want to own all the real estate and buy out her sister. Uh, you want to think through the, the way that they're actually going to do things and make it easy for them to do it efficiently and, uh, and without creating any more strife. And Robert, I think to that point, the more complex the asset that you own, so we're talking about the difference between a one-bedroom residence and a 23-unit apartment complex, the more that I encourage people to really give thought to the structure of the LLC. 
you may run into solutions actually by creating an operating agreement that allows one of the beneficiaries to take the lead. These are things that down the road, once you die, if there's already an existing governing document for that LLC, can help conversations among beneficiaries. It shows them that there was really thoughtfulness put into developing the plan, not just doing something um, that, that struck you as a good idea for them down the road. So our answer to Steve, if what you're trying to do, Steve, is to avoid probate and you already have the LLC structure that you like, yes, you're probably going to be thinking about a living trust that divides between your children in whatever proportion you want and that is the member of the various LLCs rather than you individually being the member. But it's not that simple of a question. We need you to talk to your daughters. We need you to talk to a business planning attorney. We need you to think through what the world is really going to look like five years after you die. You know, a lot of our clients can just about imagine what happens at their funeral and a few days after, but they have a really hard time imagining five or ten years down the road. And you need to talk to people like us about the mechanics of how to set up this estate planning arrangement. I hope that helped, Steve. And I hope for the rest of you that if you have questions, you feel like you can ask them. Again, we're probably not going to be able to give you very precise advice, but we can talk through some of the considerations, as I hope we have for Steve. My name's Robert Fleming. I've been chatting with Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. We are two of the partners at the Tucson, Arizona Elder Law Firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. And you're listening to Elder Law Issues, which, by the way, you can do again next week, and we hope you do.